Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, March 6th. In today's news, a former Donald Trump aide promises to defy Bob Mueller, then backs down. The president considers military action against Syria, and Republican Senator Thad Cochran announces his resignation. But first, the big idea. Trump's trade advisor is getting his 15 minutes of fame. Peter Navarro, who leads the Office of Trade and Manufacturing Policy at the White House, is the most protectionist of all the president's advisors. He was marginalized for most of last year by free trade forces. He was even demoted by Chief of Staff John Kelly last fall and required to report to his biggest rival in the administration, Gary Cohn, the former president of Goldman Sachs. Navarro was even required to CC Cohn on all of his emails. One of the people who kept the advisor away from Trump was Staff Secretary Rob Porter. But since Porter left because two ex-wives accused him of domestic violence, Navarro's star has been ascendant, and Trump has just offered him a promotion. Navarro was a key figure in persuading the president to announce plans to slap tariffs on foreign steel and aluminum over the objections of advisors with much higher public profiles. Since last Thursday, the 68-year-old former business professor at the University of California at Irvine has been taking an extended victory lap and trying to sell the president's position. One of the reasons he's been out there so much is that others in the White House don't want to sell the position. He's become ubiquitous on television in appearances that have been at turns triumphal and testy. His outspokenness and bluntness have quickly transformed him into one of the biggest lightning rods in the White House. While other advisors have still been trying to persuade Trump privately to change his mind, Navarro has been trying to box him in. He announced on the Sunday shows that even our closest allies, like Canada, won't be excluded from the levies. Here Navarro is on CNN. What I love about this president is he listens to all points of view, both within his government and outside and then he makes the tough decisions. And in this case, he made the decision to go with 25% tariffs on steel, 10% on aluminum uh, across the board with no country exclusions. And, And that's the way to do it, I believe. Navarro has become to trade what domestic policy advisor Stephen Miller was on immigration. He's a hardliner who's seen on the outside as enabling and egging on Trump's most nativist and protectionist instincts. He's emerged as a boogeyman in the eyes of not just economists and business executives, but also congressional Republicans. Several top GOP leaders on Capitol Hill are complaining publicly about Navarro's influence over Trump. Orrin Hatch, the chairman of the Senate Finance Committee, said yesterday that, quote, one staffer down there is misleading the president. For a lot of conservatives who have embraced Trump skeptically, it's much politically safer to blame Navarro for something they don't like than Trump, where the risk is backlash and the president being angry at them. Several prominent conservatives have written pieces for various news magazines and others calling Navarro the most dangerous man in the White House. And Canada's most widely read newspaper, The Globe and Mail, calls Navarro Ottawa's worst nightmare. Navarro relishes this role. He loves the attention, and he clearly is enjoying mixing it up with TV hosts. The question now is whether Trump will change his mind once again and move back toward his other advisors. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, former Trump campaign aide Sam Nunberg is backing off his defiant stance against special counsel Bob Mueller's grand jury subpoena. 
Nunberg spent most of Monday afternoon telling every journalist who would answer the phone that he would not comply with a summons to appear before a grand jury on Friday. He told the Washington Post, quote, let him arrest me. Then Sam called into MSNBC and CNN multiple times for a media blitz, detailing what he had learned about the Russia investigation based on his private interview with Mueller's team last month. Here he is on MSNBC. This is so ridiculous. I'm not going to give them every email I had with Steve Bannon and Roger Stone. I communicate with them every day. He went on multiple shows on the networks. When he appeared on CNN last night, host Aaron Burnett said that his breath reeked of alcohol. Nunberg said he hadn't been drinking, but that he is on some medication. But by Monday evening, after talking with his lawyer and his father, he began to change his tune. He started calling up reporters to say that he likely is going to cooperate with the special counsel after all, eventually. That's probably a smart move. The last person to rebuff a grand jury subpoena from a special counsel is Susan McDougal. The former business partner of Bill Clinton spent 18 months in jail for criminal contempt after refusing to testify as part of the Whitewater investigation. It is an understatement to say that Nunberg is playing with fire here. Number two, Trump has requested that he be presented with military options for punishing the Syrian government following new reports of chlorine gas attacks against civilians. One senior administration official says the president did not endorse military action just yet, but that they're monitoring the situation closely and could go there. The prospect of military action, even if it's tabled, underscores the explosiveness of a conflict that's drifted from the American public consciousness, but has become a battlefield for rivalries between Russia and Iran on one side and the U.S. and its allies on the other. Trump administration officials have sought to galvanize international pressure on Syria's Bashar al-Assad amid an escalation of widespread violence that has killed hundreds of civilians in recent weeks. Number three. Republican Senator Thad Cochran of Mississippi has announced that he will step down on April 1st due to ill health. Cochran's congressional career spanned more than four decades. He's the 10th longest serving senator in U.S. history, and he's the chairman of the incredibly powerful Appropriations Committee. His departure will shake up the Senate as well as affect the battle for the Senate majority as we move toward the midterms. Cochran's retirement means there will be two competitive Senate races in Mississippi this year. Republican leaders are now waiting to see if conservative insurgent Chris McDaniel, who announced a primary bid against Republican Senator Roger Wicker last week, will now switch to vie for Cochran's open seat. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, March 6th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.